Women Make Waves is an NC Fit podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Women Make Waves podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Locke, and today Bloom and I are sitting down with Emily Schramm. We're talking all things macros, mantras, and meditation today, y'all. So yes, we go into science, we go into nutrition, we go into macros and micros. We also go into meditation and mantras, so it gets a little woo. You know that Arielle and I are hippies at heart, so we absolutely loved this conversation. We talk all about Emily's year of yes, what it was like being on the real world, and the personality test, the bird test that Emily created. It goes into beluga, impala, rattlesnake, and deer. And I will link the ways that you can take this personality test in the show notes. And while you're in the show notes, go ahead and leave the show a five-star rating and review. It allows us to continue to get guests like Emily on the show. And the more you share it, the more the show grows. So please, please, please take a screenshot, throw it on your story, send the link to someone you love and get this show circulating. Nothing would make us happier. Also, while you're in the app, leaving that five-star rating and review, go ahead and download the NC Fit app. We've got training for you seven days a week with four different programs, whether you're in the gym or on the go, by yourself or in the class setting, this is the app for you. I know that I really struggle with inspiration on workouts, and if I'm in the gym alone, it typically turns into, I'll do 12 sets, and then that turns into 10, which turns into eight, right? This app will keep you accountable. You can track your progress, say when you finished a workout, and we've got an incredible Facebook group that allows you to chat with other people who are also doing the programming. So be sure to check out the NC Fit app, all linked in the show notes. Until next week, enjoy the show. What's up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Women Make Waves podcast. We were just chatting before we hit record, and I think all of us are equally as excited to see what rabbit hole, pun intended because you weren't here before the show, but what rabbit holes we go down today with the wonderful Emily. Um, Between being the host of the Meathead Hippie podcast, which has enough in and of its title that we could probably stay on that all episode, to being in Maui for the last nine months and learning all about regenerative farming and tea and all of these incredible projects, we're so excited to have Emily on the show and want to kick it off the same way we start every show by asking, how are you making waves? What a beautiful way to launch somebody into self awareness and and discovery. Thank you for having me. It's so wonderful to meet you both officially. So the first thought that comes to my head about the word wave, I actually wrote about this in my little poetry book about how we spend so much time trying to yell at people, speak to people, talk to people, communicate to people. You know, we're always trying to get to be heard. And I had this epiphany about that when I was, you know, in general, kind of being aware of what it's like to be in the public eye and have a social following and have a podcast and have a platform. And in the world of 2020, dissecting how much um, responsibility we have to take for everything we put out there because there's so much noise. And so I wrote about how, in general, if we 
are always trying to be heard how much is lost and also at a pretty big energy expense to self. And so I spend all my time dissecting what it might look like to move people. And so I really call upon when I think of it, it's very whale energy. When you are in the water with a whale or when you're understanding how powerful whales communicate to each other, the master of communication, they don't do it through anything but frequency. And so they are moving people by just their own essence. They're not speaking about it. They're not sharing, oversharing, communicating at length. It's just who they are. And so I think I've really attempted to embody that and hopefully translate that to how we in 2021 move into being voices that are providing light and safety and support and love and nurturing to other people i wish to just embody that that's ultimately what we all want is to help people move through what they need versus sharing and speaking again and again about what people need to do so that is the first thing that comes up is hopefully uh in general helping people understand how to move things for themselves and hold a frequency in which we don't have to constantly be doing. We can just live and be, and in essence, kind of change what we need in our life to match what we wish for our life. And so that's been a big focus I've been thinking of. That's not really an answer, but hopefully that's like some sort of start to where my head has been. This has started off amazing just so that you know um i'm curious for you was this always a way that you looked at being in the public eye and being that person or is this kind of like a newer um a newer thought pattern for you of putting more of the focus on being that person instead of doing more this has been something I have been wildly aware of for a very long time because of a weird situation that I was in called reality TV. <laughs> and I didn't realize the blessings and the gifts of being on a reality TV show until, you know, years and years later, it's still unfolding. But when I showed up to a house of 30 people who were all very vocal about who they were and wanting to make waves, not by being a certain way, but by vocalizing that, it was really obvious which way I wanted to participate. You know, in general, I think it was so out of alignment, I wouldn't have even had a choice. Being loud and kind of expressing is not necessarily my like my natural state of being. I'm a little bit more of a introvert than I think people realize. And in general, when I think we share and share and share, it's pretty clear that that is very exhausting. And so I'm so sensitive to where my energy can be best utilized that if I am too vocal, if I overshare and I'm depleted, I listen to that and I change it. I change course very quickly. And so I believe it was you know, when I was 20 years old, seeing a bunch of adults in a house, <laughs> like screaming for attention, it was like, this is not the way. And what people need is just embodiment. They want in general to see themselves in a way that's not being preached at. I don't want to be preached at. That's not who I am. That's not who I respond to. I will never give or create or be a part of something that's not something that is in resonance with me. So I just would match that. If 
if I wouldn't respond to something like that, how can I expect me to do that for other people? That's not at all the match, which has allowed this beautiful support from people who just get it. You know, we kind of are finding the people that are our, our people and it's just because we are those people as well. And so I think there's layers to it that I have discovered like what I'm willing to participate in as things have changed and more boundaries of what that literally looks like, which has definitely been a huge piece of my last two and a half years, really understanding where I was and where I wanted to be and how to make sure that it was truly in resonance, that it matched who I was with what I was in the world. Um, but I think all of us deep down know we don't respond to more noise. It's just remembering that and then understanding what noise is worth listening to and then how do we align ourselves so that we are more about frequency than we are about how vocal we are in the world we're in today. I, it was the real world, right? Am I making that up? The real world. That is correct. I, when I was young and would watch the real world like crazy, was so obsessed with like, I could do this show only because I want to go on real world road rules and challenges. Cause I was like, that's where I would shine. I don't think I would do well in this house, but I totally want to go like play tug of war in the mud. Um, <laughs> so. Totally. Which, yes. Which is why I said, yes, I remember calling my mom and I was like, I'm not even 21. Is this the right idea? Like, what am I, what is this? But it's just in general, the universe always opens doors before you realize why, right? And so it was just a year of yes, which is totally my year one this year actually is another year of yes. And it's so fun how it's actually mirroring that same year of just, okay, let's say yes to the opportunities that come. But the true behind the scenes, Lindsay, was I just want to be on the challenge. <laughs> I hear you. So awesome. So that the kind of segues into my next question. I love that you said year of yes, because when I sit down and I will not lie, being a therapist, like reality TV is my guilty pleasure. Like there are some times that I just need to like turn my brain off and not use any part of my brain to like learn something from a documentary, but just purely be entertained. Um, and it, it feels like what you were saying, being, being more embodied, like leading through your actions, through your frequency, not being totally vocal, doesn't is not the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of like reality television, right? I feel like, like you were saying, people are literally screaming for attention. So A, what was that process like recognizing like there's a certain like microcosm or community that I'm in right now that maybe doesn't totally fit my personality type or how I like to interact or communicate and pairing that with the year of yes and boundary setting, because that also seems very polarizing. So can you kind of touch on those two things? Well, you know, I, kind of, I don't even know if what I'll say is going to answer your question, but ten, it's been 10 years of processing what it's like to not seek out opportunities to be in the public eye, but then be put into the public eye and understanding what my role is at a very deep level so that I do it with full integrity and full support of sharing light in as many places as we can in this very dark world. And so it was almost a responsibility I took very seriously. I'm a Capricorn son, so that's something I do 
a lot where I see something, I don't understand my role in it, but I am a channel. I believe that I don't understand why I'm in situations, but if me just being on that show is going to somehow show somebody who has traps and delts and maybe isn't the smallest person in the room that they can show up bravely and fiercely and embody themselves and just be proud of who they are. If that is the consequence of me being on this fuckery show of reality TV, then I will show up for that wildly and bravely and courageously, regardless of what impact it has on self. And so I really took that um, as a responsibility of I don't understand why I'm here, but I am here for a reason. And I have been so grateful, especially having a gym that is a strength place, or is a place for females to feel safely in a space where they can get strong at any level, not in a hyper competitive setting, not in any sort of environment except just embodying strength physical, because that then translates into our other dimensions of world, whether that's spiritual or energetic or how we show up. In general, it's been so incredible the last 10 years to see these people come through, whether they drop in the gym or send me a message or some people handwrite letters of that moment they saw me on TV and they didn't feel as alone. And so for me, it's just like, I had no idea that this would be the impact. I had no idea what I was doing. I just showed up. And it did take a lot because I had no boundaries. I didn't even know I was an energetic, sensitive human when I was 20. I didn't know that all of these things that I now know now, whether it's my cancer moon or whether it's just I'm such an empath and I can feel other people in a really profound way, I didn't know that was what was connected to some of my gut pains and some of my acne, you know, all of these things that I now know are like, Oh, if I only had boundaries in a way that was really profound, I would have been a little less exhausted coming off of those shows. I would have had a little less doubt in my head that I went through of, am I doing the right thing? Because you see it after the fact of why you say yes. Um, but then we say yes, and then we start to like, wait, should I have said yes? Should I have done this? Is that right? Versus going all in a hundred percent. Like I'm just here. I said, yes, let's just do it. And maybe it'll take 10 years for me to understand why, but I'm not going to live in that in between of, is this right? Is this wrong? What are the boundaries? So it's been really beautiful to look back, to reflect, to understand how I've learned, how I've grown in every single aspect. And hopefully in general, just understanding that if I can give anybody permission for anything, it's permission to evolve, right? And that there's been nothing that's been more of a testament to that than last 10 years. And if we drive that home for people, listeners, our podcast listeners, the people who follow us, then there is no end in sight to who we can become and where we can go. It's just this natural state of self-awareness, creating path after path after path that allows us to experience life in its biggest, fullest capacity. Like I, I just don't want to be bored with my life ever. And because I will always be pushing and figuring out more about myself, I will never be bored. And so we just keep doing that. And that's what people need more than ever. I, man, I love that. I love that you said, you know, like giving the permission to evolve, because I think that's something that a lot of us get kind of wrapped up in, right? It's like, 
we think that we have to live into a certain story for our entire lives because that's the story that we created when we were kids. And I'm curious to know for you, because I think that there are going to be some people listening that are like, this sounds amazing. And I don't know how you figure out if I am like an energetically sensitive person or if I am, um, if I do need to set those boundaries with people. So where did you start? I'm going to get a little bit of the masculine here. Like, how did you do that so that people can start to, you know, embody that instead of, and set those boundaries instead of feeling like they're constantly in this whirlwind of saying yes to things that they're regretting? (sighs) Well, never regret anything. I will say that. And I, I, in general, if you feel you are in a yes, you're not sure about, it's this patience of trusting that it will unfold because I believe the first step is knowing that there was a lot of forgiveness that went into my healing of the last 10 years, forgiveness of who I was on the show, like in general, wishing I still had more awareness of why I was on it. Like so many pieces of self-hatred of watching yourself on the show and questioning everything. I mean, there's so many things that can get unpacked in anybody's last 10 years. Right. And then you dig in and, we talk about how we were raised and this is definitely your topic, Lindsay of inner child work and trauma and any sort of support that we need to give our inner self to dig into forgiveness of any decision because we are where we are for the very exact reason why we're here of just living a human existence and trying to expand and create and be as big as possible. So I think for me, I had a realization three, four years ago after I had just done uh, the third product company. So I was like, I didn't even know I was, I wanted to be an entrepreneur and now I'm my own boss and now I keep creating products and I don't understand why I just love doing this. And so when people would ask me, why are you doing this? Or where does this come from? It's like, I just want to push myself into places and new territory and at the same time, hopefully help people, right? That's the goal is like, I see an issue. I want to expand. But the long story of it is it was so physical that there was a realization that it's ultimately, I want to be as creative as possible. So if that becomes my motto, then everything in my life needs to adapt to where I am as creative as possible. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a creator, or a human being, our life, our, our, our whole life's work is to be creative. Cooking a meal, learning how to solve problems, using our brain, Humans are happiest when we are creative, period. And so we must see ourselves as creators of our own life, of the life we're currently living, and even just the smallest things of creating the day, creating a meal, creating and experiencing a workout, using that type of energy is when we are most aligned with ourselves, no matter our field. And so when I pivoted and really started to focus on how to be as creative as possible, then boundaries became very easy because it was a direct output of something is creative and expansive or it's limiting and depleting. And there is no middle ground. I mean, it's either one or the other. So that helped give me a very linear support of what needed to stay, what I needed more of, who I needed more of, and who had to go and what had to go. And I have no problems ripping that bandaid off because I see who I am when I'm creative and I see who I am when I'm depleted. 
So I wrote about this in my book too, of like simply writing a list of at the end of every day, I would take a shower. And this was the first thing that I did when I started to really be honest with myself, because that's what it comes down to. It's truthful conversations of self, of digging into that and knowing what is helpful and what's not because sometimes we don't want to know what's not you know we kind of hide it and disguise it into something that's not really what it is so i would take a shower at the end of every day and i would go through my whole entire schedule how i woke up what i did when i woke up all the things i did and it helped me as somebody who tends to never feel like i do enough finally like oh wow i did do a lot today so i'd go through the workout i'd go through meetings i go through conversations i go through podcasts and i would just simply ask the question did that give me energy after or did it drain me did i have to recover in a way that i wasn't aware of or did i feel uplifted did i feel light did i feel free and the things that make you feel free are the things that you keep and everything else you add boundaries around and there's times that there's big stages in our life where we have to keep things that drain us. But if we recognize what those are and we work into how to make that not a thing anymore, even if it might take a year or two years, at least we have an awareness around it to build the boundaries that are needed to make sure that we are in the best places when those times come. And we give ourselves automatic recovery time in case we know that that's just going to be a draining thing. And so that's like a really easy way for me to start to understand how to create boundary but then i i totally agree the masculine support in this feminine world of how we feel it doesn't exist and so when i was in maui i feel so grateful for this trip and this is something that we can get into as much as you guys want because i felt very accidentally led to maui i don't know how who has listed who if you've been to Maui, you just know there's not like, you just know it's like the most magical place in the world. But I really wanted to provide a container, a masculine support for healing. And so I did create a personality test that has four archetypes. And so it's called the bird quiz. And it's so fun because there are four types and there's one type specifically that the biggest emphasis is boundary. And so you can actually learn from people how they hold space, who they are to the world, how we take care of ourselves, types of meditation, even types of eating patterns. It's really beautiful because it all ties in. It's all one big thing. And there's a deer energy. So it's one of the four archetypes is deer. And there's a big emphasis for the deers that I know and the deers in my life who take this quiz extra support, whether that's with herbs, whether that's with teas, whether that's with in general your meditations where you create boundaries a little bit more because you might be the type that are pulled upon the most. And so learning that was really helpful. I know it's really helpful for the people who have taken the quiz and saying like, oh my God, this makes sense. Like I understand I'm going to need a little more support in boundaries than other people. And then the final way is your astrology is like non-negotiable. I think everyone should know what your sun rising and moon are especially with energetics and feeling knowing your moon is a really easy way to start to understand what support and structure you need to take care of yourself at all the levels okay let's get woo um first and foremost i want to know the four archetypes because a lot of my training is in Jungian psychology. So archetypes is like constantly something that's in my brain at all times. Um, 
and even before you said that, we we're talking about divine feminine and masculine. I was like, oh, anima and animus, let's go there. So I'm so glad you said archetypes off the bat. I'd love to know what the four are. And also, it sounds like a lot of your life experience has led to kind of this experiential learning and putting that at the forefront and using those tools to help lead others. And like we said in the very beginning, vibrated a frequency that allows others to fall into the same one. So I'm curious what that learning was like, kind of what the background of it is and how that led into the development of these four archetypes. Uh, well, it's so funny that you said this about the wounded healer, right? The hero's journey of, I am simply a vessel who is always evolving and learning about self. And when I feel I can catch my breath and I have the capacity for it, I turn around and teach. And then I do it again. And then I do it again, right? That is the wounded healer Chiron energy that so many of us resonate with and also battle with because it is understanding when to heal and when to teach. And this is the rattlesnake. So this is one of the archetypes. So deer is one of the four. Rattlesnake is one of the four. Rattlesnake is that energy. And it's been amazing because I think the biggest issue with archetypes and personality tests that I struggled with, because I've done podcasts on the Enneagram. I love person. I mean, animals, if you've listened to Meathead Hippie, you know that this is like a huge emphasis and even astrology and human design. I think they all have tools, but they don't move with you as a human. And if I am in a place in Maui, surrounded by ocean and surrounded by expansive energy and in very feminine energy. It is going to be a much different energy. I am going to need a much different healing support than if I'm in Colorado, which is very masculine. It's very rooted. It's very dry and heavy, but you know, earth. It's just, it makes total sense. So it's so beautiful because if I take this personality quiz while I'm in Maui, I will be a much different answer than what my needs are here in Denver. So when I'm in Colorado, I am a rattlesnake. I am the wounded healer. I am really needing to focus on how to make sure, number one, it's all, each chakra is lined up with it. So I'm so excited for you to take take this personality test. It's the most woo questions you will ever experience. There's 44 questions. And it's this beautiful way of understanding that like, we just want you to think when you take these questions. It's just really a, a cool way to like, understand more about yourself in general. That's all that is needed. So if you get nothing else except some of this, you just have to take it. I can't wait to hear your response once you do it. It's very bizarre, but it's this idea of if I am a rattlesnake, my meditations and my support is going to be much different than if I'm in Maui and I'm a beluga. And so there's B-I-R-D, beluga, impala, rattlesnake, and deer. And this is the bird quiz. And so B-I-R-D being bird. And I have such this resonance and many people that I do, probably both of you guys too. Birds are everywhere. Birds are not only in the biggest distress as far as animals go and endangered uh, species of when you think of the fires that are happening, when you think of our environment and how much pressure is on our ecosystem, the number one animal that's being affected is birds. And I think of that in many ways, just to dig into this, it's like, we all want to learn how to use our wings. We all want to learn how to rise above what is happening but we are so stuck in our feet. And it's this whole understanding of how do we take care of ourselves in enough ways, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and using 
our beautiful support of in general, just magic to take this mundane, physical, heavy world and rise above it. And so for me, it was this recognition of if I have been talking about movement and macros and micros and mobility for 10 years of my life, how do I also help incorporate how that translates to my meditations and how that translates to my mantras and how that translates to the magic that I love and even the moon how does that really pull into one space how does someone not be overwhelmed by this feminine bliss that we have access to but can be so more so many so much more noise if we're not careful right it's like Oh, I got to do this and I got to do this. And I noticed in self, I would maybe crush two or three topics, right? We were really good at movement and then we wouldn't be so good at meditation or we'd be really good at meditation and we wouldn't be so good at our macros. And so how do we put this all in one place? So a beluga energy um, is what I feel is the most expansive. So I'll do the quick recap of each one. Very crown centered, very connected to all. And so if we feel depleted or depressed or sad as a beluga, we need to move into beluga medicine. So there's a whole kind of support for what beluga medicine involves. It's a lot of cups energy. It's a lot of water energy. It is a lot of support to make sure that you're connected to bigger things. Because if a beluga is thinking too small, then, oh my gosh, like nothing can bring us joy. And so we're just really trying to tap into what can give us joy. If we are a beluga in an environment that is constricted, um, what can we do to help with that? And so sound bass and sound frequency healing is what I really push for belugas. If you are looking to move things, um, especially in your meditation. So lots of sound bass are incredibly helpful. And impala energy is very sacral, very creative. So I have, I have a lot of Impala energy where it's just in general, I want to create, but if I'm not careful, I can't get grounded. So I feel like I have too many decisions that I can't commit to. I have too many things that I can't decide if it's a yes or no. I feel way incomplete, a very um, seven of cups energy in the tarot where it's so many things and I just can't ground it. I can't get grounded. And so what an Impala needs is to recognize that they are all creative flow and energy and they're supposed to have a lot of things and they need to make sure that their routine, whether it's their workout or the way they eat or their meditations provide that variety. Don't just do one thing the whole time, right? So zooming out instead of daily routine, it's more of a week routine. And that's going to keep that freedom and that spark of what an Impala needs to feel themselves. But with some emphasis on how to get grounded and how to make sure that we're earthing these ideas and kind of pulling ourselves into center so that we don't doubt ourselves. We don't doubt our capabilities. The rattlesnake is a lot about breath work, a lot about alignment, a lot about staying rooted, but also being really smart about our throat chakra. They can be very, they're almost like the psychics. They're like very clear, very concise, very effective. But if that does not come from a good space, uh, it can be very harsh. And so it's really understanding how to use your voice appropriately and really always come from a heart space, always learning, always evolving and giving yourself space to pause, heal, then teach or create, knowing that you're always in this wounded healer journey. And a deer is the person who holds the most space for people. Just them being them, 
they hold space, right? So people in your life that are the deers are the ones who are always there. They're the rocks, they're prepared. They have everything taken care of. They're very grounded, but they also need boundaries. They're the space holders who just need to understand how much space they actually have to hold and how do they nurture themselves. And so a lot about making sure that they are speaking their truth. They feel confident in speaking the truth. Their meditations are usually guided. I have playlists for each type, um, movements, movement flows for each type, programming for each type, really to help. Like one of the coolest things I think you guys will find interesting is a deer does not do high intense cardio mixed with strength training. A deer really needs to separate cardio and strength. And if they do that, their adrenals are way happier. So there's all these layers of, you know, adrenal health and stress and adapting to your type so that you can feel the most in balance with this crazy world that we're in. Uh, and it's, it's very, it gets very complicated, but I feel very grateful for this because it finally took all of me and put it into one place. And it's been so beautiful to see how it's been helpful for people to understand how to use a meditation in a way that's actually going to resonate with who they are in the time that they're in and in the place that they're in. Oh my gosh. I feel like I should just tell the listeners right now, like, go ahead, take a quick potty break. Cause we'll be here for a few hours after all of that and all the questions I now have. <laughs> um, so backing up a little bit, I love that you allow some fluidity and flexibility through all of this because the kind of shadowy sides that I have seen of personality tests is like people take the test, whether they're depleted or they have this feeling of abundance or anything in between. And it totally sways. Like, I know if I'm hungry, I am not going to answer those questions the way I would if I felt really satisfied. Right. And so one of my favorite things to do with the Enneagram and for listeners that don't know what that is, it's basically a bunch of numbers <laughs> and every number is associated with a different kind of personality type or trade. And you can wing into different numbers and we'll link some, some resources in the show notes if you want to dive into that more. But I like to ask people before they take a test, before anything, like I want you to read through all nine of these personalities and tell me right now, which one resonates. And we can check in at different parts throughout the session. Like, do you still feel like that seven? Do you still feel like this? And a lot of times people will notice that they kind of like fluctuate. And like we were saying before, if I'm in very masculine, very grounded Denver, that's going to be different than when I'm in super flowy and feminine Maui. So kind of also leaning into that shadow side, and I'm sorry if I'm getting tangential here, is I find that people... And I, I'll even just talk from my own personal experience. Um, I've had times where I'm like, fuck, like I do not want to be this two wing three and I am. And it comes out, I want to help everyone and save everyone and do all these things. And that's like all of my teaching is telling me like I can do all these other things. It's going to totally fill me up. And so I like kind of like, I don't want to say dissociate, but I don't want to integrate that part of myself, right? I would rather identify with something else. Or on the flip side of that, I get so anchored into what I think I am that I expect people to start treating me differently or respond and react to me in a way that feels fulfilling to me. And it now becomes their job. Now that I have done all my figuring out of what I am, now you need to know how to communicate with me effectively, right? So that was a very, very long way of asking, 
how do you support clients through kind of this more fluid approach to it? And how do you help them integrate even the parts of themselves that they don't want to identify as self? Beautiful, beautiful question. Well, the best thing about in general understanding more about yourself is you understand the shadow and the light of it. So every shadow and every light, you know, there's a center point, right? So if we can just keep learning more about ourselves through the Enneagram, through astrology, through the bird quiz, we just see more and more perspectives of how every part of us serves us in some way and serves our highest learning and where we want to go, right? So we're just kind of unfolding that and trying to put perspective to it. So I actually introduced this bird quiz and I said, I want you to take it when you are your happiest and when you're in a really shitty place. If you can take it in two very different places, what's really wonderful about this is that you actually are going to have a little bit of all types, right? That's the whole point is you see yourself in all of them. And there might be one or two that are really high, one or two that really resonate. And each type, when you're out of balance, you move to another type. So if I am a beluga out of balance, we describe, we figure out what that means. You learn what that means for you. So it's like very much the, if you're familiar with the crown chakra, if it's not there, you feel very disconnected. It's like nothing matters. (laughs) So there's lots of terminology that can help with that as a beluga in general out of balance. But what's so cool is that a beluga needs to move to rattlesnake to hear what is being said. And so in general, if I'm out of balance as a beluga, and this is what you do in general of like, you na- a lot of people have taken this and they're like, I naturally do this. I change my workout. I change my macros. I changed the way I moved through things. I didn't even know I was doing that, but we intuitively are already doing it. It just gives a little bit more structure to it. So if I'm a beluga out of balance, I move to rattlesnake. If I'm an impala out of balance, I move to deer. If I'm a rattlesnake out of balance, I move to impala. And if I am a deer out of balance, I move to beluga. And so what that just means is it's this whole, and it makes sense once you see it, it allows you to recognize, okay, if I'm an impala and I am not grounded, I move to deer. Here's all the things that are going to help with deer medicine to make sure that I can get grounded. I'm going to get barefoot. I'm going to go on a hike. My workouts are not going to be hardcore crazy. I'm going to separate cardio and strength. I'm going to slow it down because an Impala struggles with so much ungrounding. We know how that directly affects our adrenal support. So if I'm, you know, kind of having long-term conversations about adrenals, I did a whole course on adrenals and stress and sleep, but we're not understanding that the energetics of a sacral not rooted is going to always cause adrenal stress and burnout and exhaustion. Then how can we have true healing? And so it's these layers that allow us to just access healing. When I first took the Enneagram, I was a seven. And I feel so grateful because I had someone, um, an inner child therapist. She finally was like, you know, just so you know, like I'm, I was a seven and I healed and I'm an eight. And I didn't even know it was possible for us to heal and change in an Enneagram setting. I was like, wait, what? And so it triggered me and said, oh my gosh, I, maybe this isn't the healthiest version. Maybe the Enneagram as a seven isn't my best self. And so I really dug into what parts of the seven were not in my highest good. 
and figuring out all these healing modalities, which ultimately is what this bird quiz is. It's healing support, whether that's meditations, whether that's movement, whether that's herbs, whether that's supplements, whether that is experiences like a sound bath that I'm now hosting, like in Denver, it's so amazing, like healing facilities and facilitating healing allow us to be our best self. And so how do we heal? What does that even look like? What does that even mean? It's like thrown around all over, yet nobody has any idea how to make that practical. Nobody knows how to pull that in and say, I need the healing in this part of my life. And this is what that healing looks like versus it just being this ominous, big, never enough masculine energy that says more, more, more healing. It's like, no, this is all about feeling. This is all about us learning about ourselves. And so moving into in general, like the idea of we're all a part of it. We're all a little bit of all and how we can create structure in our day-to-day routine, the medicine that we need so that we don't fall off the cliff and then react. We don't push ourselves to the point where we are depleted. We finally have the balance, right? That's all what we're learning as we move into Libra energy and moving into us all finding the middle. It's no longer all or nothing. That's not sustainable and it never will be. So how do we individually find that support and create those daily magical healings in our own life and in general find what resonates the most so that it is sustainable it is something that allows us to see progress in our creative energy in who we are in how happy we are on our day-to-day life you know not just living in robotic states but actually being the biggest brightest self that we can be and demanding that of ourselves you know because healing's not easy it's it takes effort it's just like a workout routine it is diligence and so i think that was that's the whole intention i'm very excited to see which bird you are knowing you're going to be a little of all of them and then using some of these tools to kind of get into what what helps what actually helps um and what will actually give you that kind of relief in this world of stress and overwhelm that we are all in i am so excited for this test you have no idea um and it is so cool to see that you're taking into account like not just the spiritual woo woo side but you're also you are taking into account this holistic view and all of our listeners know that I am like so here for the holistic view because I don't think, I think for a really long time we did live in this space of like, well, your nutrition is separate from your fitness and your fitness is separate from your life and your stress is separate from all of these things. And you have to like look at each of them as their own piece, but it's so apparent and it's, I think becoming a little bit more common for us to look at it in that way of like all of these things are connected it's the same way if you hurt your shoulder it could be because your toe like you broke your toe like seven years ago who knows like all of these pieces are so interconnected and interwoven and it's such a complex system that it's very i'm like totally excited that it you're taking all of these pieces into account and i love that you're giving it that um like that healing property to it, because I think for a long time, a lot of us thought, you know, like there's no hope for me. So there's no reason for me to work on these things because it feels, or it seemed at least talking from personal experience, like it seemed like it was going to be too hard. And so I already have too much stress. Like I don't need more of it. Um, But I really, 
I really just want to know where can we find this quiz? Because I'm like, I want to take it as soon as we're done with this podcast. Uh, well, I'm so grateful. Cause like, thank you for your excitement about it because truly like it's been two years of trying to fit all of me into something, right? We all have this where we're like, we don't want to limit ourselves. Don't put me in a box. But I really have it because I was so put in a box in so many places of my life growing up. I grew up in a cult. Then I was on reality TV. Then I got like Instagram influencer tagged. I'm like, I have never been more boxed in, you know? So I'm just like, let me free. So I really am so grateful because this finally helps people access all of the parts of them. Like if we can show up as all of us and not put ourselves in a box, that is progress in 2021, right? I think labels, identities, it's all bullshit. It's like, just be who you are and as big as you can be and how that looks is going to be really hard for people to understand. So let's lean into that. Let's be hard. Let's be complicated. So I'm very excited to see what you think. The easiest way is platformdaily.com. So we just put everything in one place on www.platformdaily.com. We do a quote of the day and a question of the day for all of our gym members, which is, I think you guys probably do this too in classes. It's like the best way to start a class is with a question of the day, just a little muse, but it's always the third thing on platformdaily.com. It's just click right into what the bird quiz is. You can take the quiz. It's 44 questions. And then you'll get this massive publication that I add to almost every day because I always have these downloads of new things as I learn who are the belugas in my life. What do they need? Who are the impalas? What do they need? And then I did a podcast on each of them that I highly recommend so that you can kind of understand how to make it applicable to your day-to-day -day life it, because there are some big things. Um, so start with just the quiz and let me know what you get and then what questions you have from it. I'm excited to see. <laughs> I love that you continue to call it or name it medicine as well. Like I don't want to end this podcast without talking about that just because I think, especially in the time we're in now, right? We're still grinding through a pandemic medicine is at the top of people's mind and their <laughs> bloom's probably going to laugh because I'm like, I'll try to spare my like big pharma conspiracies uh, from the show, but people, and we're starting to see it now on social media, right? People are like, why aren't we prescribing movement? Why aren't we prescribing sunlight? Why aren't we prescribing hydration and sleep and all the things you're talking about? And so you have so eloquently been the bridge between like, fuck, meathead hippie, right? Like being able to talk training and talk nutrition and macros and then go into mantras and meditation and groundings and sound baths. So I've so appreciated that you have looked at medicine as a holistic sphere this entire time. Um, and I didn't want to go without sending that validation out. But what my big curiosity is, is what was your question of the day today? And I want, to, I want to know your answer to it. Well, I prefer yesterday. So I wake up every morning and I'm like, I mean, this is just like my little pleasures and joy of like the things that I love. Questions, I believe, are a love language. So if you guys know the love languages, I just think questions should be a category in and of itself. It's maybe a little bit of words of affirmation, but if you guys know the five love languages, I'm like, no, questions are number six. So we have this whole, every question we actually add so that like my mom is a teacher. And so I, she loves when I add them because she asks her students and 
So for me, I take it very seriously. (laughs) Yesterday, it was, what habit are you willing to change for the rest of the year? And I love that because we're in Virgo sun and a Virgo new moon. And it's like all about habits for ourselves and our well-being. Yet, if we're not careful, that turns into criticism of how far we are from what we can actually do. So familiar with habits, it's like, just focus on one thing that we can do. So in general, like, what is that? And that was really beautiful. We had some great responses of people like saying the right things about not losing, you know, it's just, you can see expansion happening. People are caring about the right stuff. Um, and today I really, what did I focus on today? I think I've, let me just look. I just did this. You guys, I was on, what does it say on platformdaily.com? I have it up. You want me to ask? Yeah. What is, what did I ask? If you could be best friends with any animal in the world, what animal would you pick? (laughs) I had this whole conversation the other day. I'm like, I would want to have a pet eagle because I would just like love to have a conversation with this eagle that was just like, yeah, this is what I saw today. Like what perspective shift do humans need other than just getting really high and reminding us that we're ants? So an eagle was my answer. Although a tiger would be like a close second. (laughs) Hell yeah. Bloom. What's your answer? I've been thinking about it since I just read it and I, oh man. I go back and forth because we interact with a lot of animals on the ranch. So I'm like, I really like all of them, but I don't know if I would want to be like hanging out with them all the time. Um, But I think I would go with either a pig because they're super smart and they're really innovative. So I feel like it would be a really great energy to like have around Um, or a duck because I'm staring at them right now and they're, um, I think they're really cute and they're also very, um, resourceful. So I'm kind of like stuck between the two lens. What's yours? Well, first and foremost, Bloom's so unfair because you do get to be friends with these animals every day. You just walk outside and you're like, what's this up? is true. This is very um, true. I'm trying to think like, I kind of like the idea of hanging out with a meerkat because they seem kind of cheeky. And like always kind of spying on you. Um, and like so stinking cute when you do see them, you're like, oh, like you, you know that they're out there scurrying around doing their meerkat thing, but like, what are they doing? Why are they so mischievous? Like, what's going on? And can I come with you? Like, can you show me what these secrets are and what it is that you're doing all day? Cause that feels like an adventure that I'm willing to take. <laughs> I love these answers, you too. And I I just want to say this, Arielle, because I just, the thing that I care the most is what you are doing, which is we have to also recognize along with movement, macros, micros. And this was my own discovery and awareness of like, I am completely disconnected from Mother Earth. I am completely disconnected from the health of our land. And we cannot talk about our own elitist well-being of micros and macros without also talking about how unhealthy we are standing on the the land that we're standing on. So the fact that you have a farm and you're with in this world of regenerative, it's so 
amazing. It's so beautiful. I can't wait to learn more about it. I can't wait to visit if that's something you're doing. In general, there's just so much synergy of people recognizing that we cannot talk about one without the other. And so I just love that even more so. That's something that is so big in what you do. I just, it's amazing. Much appreciated. Thank you. It is really, it's been really, really cool. And it is incredibly eye opening how much difference it makes to let animals do their thing and just live naturally on land. Like, yes, there are constraints, right? Like we live on a certain amount of land, so we can't, we have to have them like fenced into certain places, but to see the input that they put into this land, it just gives you so much like incredible respect and gratitude for their lives that it's like, it's so powerful. It's really, it really is really powerful. So thank you for that. And seriously, thank you so much for being here. Cause that's amazing. And also come visit, obviously everyone's welcome. We're all headed to Texas. Yes. I think I threatened to come to Ariel's ranch like once a week. Like, <laughs> it's not a threat. I don't know why you think it's a threat. I know that's a that's a win. Well, it's so I am I haven't done a retreat in a while, but we're doing uh, farm retreats. That's now our new retreat. So if you're ever interested in helping with the retreat, if you have space for some glamping and sixteen people, Ariel, we will come. <laughs> Don't tempt me. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Epic guys. Well, other than following us to Bloom's farm, if you're trying to find us anywhere. I know you've got platformdaily.com. You have the Meathead Hippie podcast. Where else can people get connected and learn more? You know, I do love um, my random tangents on Instagram. So sometimes that's just the best way to get my randomness. I have no method to the madness. So just be prepared for a little bit of all the things. Uh, that's at Emily Schramm. And I think the easiest thing for me is... Uh, like the link in my bio, I put all of it in one place. And so platformdaily.com slash Emily Schramm. It was just my way of kind of consolidating all of me into one place. So it's really easy to kind of see the podcast or the bird quiz or just what I've been up to. Um, in general, I'm just always going to geek out about micronutrients and supplements and how to help heal ourselves from the inside out. And so that's probably the easiest way. And then Meathead Hippie Podcast, of course, is like full tangents. So I hope you guys listen to the tangents, but know that if it's like not resonating, go to the past interviews. I've been on a lot of like Maui solo podcasts and I'm excited to interview some more people. I'd love to have you both on my show. If that's something of interest, that would be really, really fun to flip the script and hear from you guys. Thank you for having me. This has been so delightful and you have to let me know your percentages of beluga and Palo rattlesnake deer. So you take the quiz, you screenshot it, that way you have it. And there's going to be usually one, if not two, that are the highest. And then click in whole publication. It's like 39 pages. And then go and start digging in and let me know what resonates. Bloom and I are immediately signing off and going to bird quiz right now. I can yeah, guarantee you. I guarantee you. I love it. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much. Thank you both. This was so wonderful. Mm -hmm.